The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday? Sure. What day is it, Ryan? It's the 19th of May where I am on a Thursday. Oh, yeah. We got Grumpy Wilson. Let's go. We got Grumpy Uh, Wilson. I love Grumpy Wilson. I love that you call me a Grumpy after you're late because you were taking a Grumpy. That works out perfectly. <laughs> Pull up your pants, take off the pawn, <laughs> be a man. Hey, Breach, who, who is Brenton? Is he Nick Saban or is he Jimbo Fisher? Oh, he's 100% Nick Saban. <laughs> um, okay, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, is, that, is that good or bad? I don't know. Is that good or bad? Are you not following that story? It's it's a great story. It's amazing. But I mean, like, I mean, I mean, you're 100 percent Nick Saban. Like you try to get away with things, then call people out when they try to get away with things that affect you. That's 100 percent you. All right. So I'm sure that the Ion Ion College Pass, the uh, cover, 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 cover three. Cover three is the football podcast. It's football podcast. Our friends, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli. And and uh, but Elliot, are they, are they are they our friends? You didn't even know the name of the podcast. No. Jeez, that was two thousand eight. Where he is, um, go, Chip go Patterson ahead. is absolutely my friend. He's not your friend, Breach. He's my friend. That's He's right, Ryan Wilson's friend too. Just tell the story again. You're just Nick Saban it up before you tell the story about Nick Saban and. So it, it, the NIL stuff, um, you can now like pay player. You can like you can financially incentivize players to come to your school and play for your team and. Um, in Texas A&M ended up with the best recruiting class in college football, beating out Alabama. Jimbo Fisher, of course, former assistant with Nick Saban, the, the Jimbo Fisher at A&M, Nick Saban at, at uh, Alabama. And Saban got all pissy and, and pointed out that like it's some, uh, at some, he's like, at some, I don't know if it's some event. I don't think it was a press conference. I wonder if it was like a private event. You know, these politicians always get exposed for saying things to these private events. I wonder if it was a private event and someone it, turned their phone on. It, I mean, I think he knew he'd probably be, but I don't know if he, he wasn't like speaking into a microphone at like a Alabama you know, spring game press conference. Right. Um, and he said that, you know, he's like, yeah, we have the number two recruiting class, but they paid every player to come. And basically he was like, this has got to change. It's ridiculous. Um, Jimbo Fisher, again, a former assistant under Nick Saban at LSU, where they won a national title together and had great success, called an emergency press conference at, uh, I think, 1030 on Thursday morning and absolutely unloaded on Saban. He called him despicable multiple times. He said that, go ahead, go ahead, dig into his past. I, 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 I know, I know what, I know what happened there. I know what happened. There. I, I, I've been there. I seen it. I know what happened. Go and dig on in. He's like, and basically accused like Saban of just being the dirtiest guy in the history of college football. Um, and so now it's, it's on, it's on like Donkey Kong. Get the popcorn ready. Lane Kiffin told Bruce Feldman he he was speechless for the first time in his life when he saw all this unfolding. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think I'm really more of a Jimbo type than the Nick Saban type, but I'll, I'll take the Nick Saban compliment. Yeah, that's 100%. You're Nick Saban. <clears throat> Nick Saban's supposed you to You saying that you're more of a Jimbo type than Nick Saban type means you're Nick Saban type. Something that Nick Saban would say. Well, what are you guys? What do you think you guys are Jimbos? Mm-hmm. I'm probably running the concession stand, for being honest. <laughs> you're like, you're, you're, um, I'm I'm the Lane Kiffin in the situation. I'm just no, laughing. No, no, no. The you world burns down. You are not Lane nice Kiffin. Try. Nice try. What? No, me and Lane you're, Kiffin no, are no, no, no. boy. You're like Ed Orgeron. No, you're, like, he, you're Ed Orgeron. You like stumbled uh, into something good. Can't hold it together. You drink a bunch of Red Bull. Uh, you know, you probably try to hit on women at, at the gas station because you're like, ah, you know, I am. I'm John Bridge. I think he's actually Marvin Lewis. He's the assistant coach at Arizona State after. A oh, oh. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good call. I like Marvin Lewis. That's a joke. That make you her Edwards? I'll take her. Oh, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll you, take her. You guys are both running Pete Prisco's. Uh... Right, we're running the program into the ground solely to <laughs> aggravate Pete Prisco. Mission accomplished. I um. So remember Ray Edwards who used to work for the NFL? Yeah, he was. Was he official and then went to the NFL? Is that that Ray Edwards? He was in. Yeah, he was like. No, in that, the, that was Ray Anderson. Go ahead. Sorry, Ray Anderson. Yeah, did I say Ray Edwards? I'm sorry. Yeah, Ray Anderson's who Ray Anderson left the NFL to go be the Arizona State athletic director. Oh, that's right. He did do that. And he brought uh, Herm Edwards over because they're boys. And he used to be Herm's agent, I think. Uh, I remember seeing Ray Anderson at the combine in um in the downstairs bar at St. Elmo's. And we're walking in to get dinner, and me and Prisco are in there, and Prisco walks up to and he he goes, Ray, you gotta start paying the players. It's just ridiculous. Just pay the players and win a title. I need a title before I die, Ray. And Ray's like, ah, uh, I uh, don't think you're supposed to be saying that to me, Mr. Alumni Guy. You know, it's funny that you say that. We were at the Combine this year walking out of just the uh, where they do the, the bench press and all that stuff, and the fans are. And he sees some young guy wearing an Arizona sweatshirt, and he literally says the same thing. Like, he literally said the same thing that you just said. To Ray um, Anderson? No, you took your headphones off. So as I was telling the story, it sort of I was, I know, I figured dim- was diminished the effectiveness of it. But I think he, Pete's been saying that story about Arizona State to anyone that looks like they're uh, loosely associated with Arizona State for what sounds like 10 years. Yeah, exactly. It's like nobody cares about the Sun Devils, Pete. All right. Anyway, uh, nobody cares about college football on this podcast. We care about the NFL. The, the NFL equivalent of this would definitely be Belichick, right? Belichick. The, well, it was Belichick guy. and uh, what's his face in the Jets? Man- Mangini? Yeah, Mangini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. That's, ex- that's exactly right. This is, it would be like Josh. Yeah, I mean, it is just basically Spygate. It'd be, but it'd be like McDaniel's going to the Raiders and like spilling, like no, no, Belichick calling McDaniel's out first, and then yeah. McDaniel's retaliating by saying, "Oh yeah, you want to know how we won those Super Bowls? Yeah, I got the VHS tapes to prove it. VHS tapes. That's you say the, I'm going to say the VH1 Awards show. I was like, what? <laughs> that would be awesome. Um. Belichick 100% owns a VCR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. News and notes. Rumors about the NFL. <laughs> Man, I got to tell you. It's uh, pretty slow in these streets, guys. <laughs> what's your... Um, oh, boy. Here we go. Can't wait to hear this question, Breach. <laughs> what's your favorite What's your favorite uh, item from the NFL uh, NFL news cycle over the last week, Breach? Your favorite item. My favorite item. Well, I have to write a newsletter every day that covers six topics, Brinson. So I actually stay up to date on uh, what's going on, um, unlike some people (laughs) on the podcast. Um, So my favorite item, probably the most interesting one, is that James Bradbury signed with the Eagles. 
you're the Giants. Not only do you let him walk, but he ends up with a division rival. That's literally worst case scenario. I don't know how you let that happen. Uh, well, you let it happen because you didn't trade him and you cut him <laughs> the time he wants. And now he has, uh, now you're eating a bigger cap hit than the Eagles are uh, for James Bad- Bradbury. So that is that whole situation is kind of the Giants in a nutshell. Although the Giants have turned over a new leaf and they're a well run organization, better, better run organization now. And it's not really their fault that they were left in kind of salary cap hell. Uh, and that was one of those moves that they really had to make to so they had salary cap space because they needed it. And so uh, they didn't have a choice. And now he ends up with the Eagles. Now he gets to face the Giants twice a year. And I'm sure he loves that, knowing that he gets to try and pick off Daniel Jones uh, in an actual game rather than in practice. Try, try to. Danny Dimes. My, uh, my favorite item, if you will, and Breach, I would like your reaction to this. I got this email the other day, and it says, uh, it's a video that says, Will Brinson joins Amanda Gare to break down why the Bengals won't win the Super Bowl <laughs> in the middle of May. What was your initial reaction to that? What was mine? My initial reaction was that Brinson has uh, gone full Brinson. He is fully embracing the uh, every time in the podcast. He has to bring up the fact the Bengals lost in the Super Bowl. And I think his goal is to see. You just brought it up. If he can make me. Brinson's goal before the season starts to see if he can make me tear up thinking about the Bengals Super Bowl loss. I'm on to you, Brinson. I am on to you. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm not trying to make you tear up about the Bengals losing the Super Bowl to the Rams and Matthew Stafford. I'm just, just yeah, yeah. pointing out facts. So mean. I like to point out facts. Um, by the way, Victor Garcia asked in the, in the chat, what is the next mailbag? Monday. Momentarily. Uh, yes, I, I don't know. If we may record it live this afternoon. Anywho, um, yeah, the Bradbury thing is definitely the biggest news. I, I think it's interesting um, for two reasons. One, like, I, I, man, I really, really like the Eagles. I mean, it's hard not to get excited about this Eagles. My Eagles team. <laughs> My Eagles. Debo's been gone a long time. Mm-hmm. He's going to come back, and I'm going to have, like a, like, a Philly special tattoo. Like, wh- where is what is the Eagles' biggest weakness? Quarterback. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if Jalen Hurts is like, I, I mean, Jalen Hurts played well at times last year. He's no still, one's saying, I mean, that, no one's saying, no one's disagreeing with you, but the biggest question is quarterback. For sure. Yeah. But I, I mean, I just think like if, like if Jalen Hurts takes a step in his second year with, you know, first time, you know, second year with Nick Sirianni who I think is probably a better coach than is being given credit for, and his third year as an NFL starter, there's a decent chance this Eagles team can win 12, 13, 14 games. Oh, I'm going to pick them to win the division as we sit here. And They're two I, to, plus 230 to win the division. I think I said this on the HQ show with Brady and BMAC that you backed out of, so I had to do an hour and a half. You and Breach both, by the way. I tried. I, I did not back out of it. I was. I said that I could only record for seventy minutes, and then they kicked me off. <laughs> you could. I said that. I had a seventy minute time limit. Seventy minute window to record. Seventy minute ah, window, and I was enough. told that wasn't big enough, and that I was no longer needed. You so couldn't I did do not the full. Couldn't do the full hundred minutes. Got it. Could not do no the, the hundred and forty seven <laughs> minutes or whatever based on what you said. Hundred and seven minutes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, I, I how long was it? One hundred and forty nine minutes or something? No, it was an hour and forty six minutes. So 106 is breached. Uh, one, yeah, okay. Breach danced cool. around there. But what I said on that show was that I trust Nick Sirianni, Sirianni a lot more than Mike McCarthy, even if the oh yeah, even if the Cowboys on paper are, are a better football team, and I'm not even sure they are. Like, 
James Bradbury, Darius Slay, and then Anthony Harris. I mean, like they got some. They, they drafted some Jordan dude. Davis. They drafted Kobe Dean. I mean, and neither one of those guys has to play. And the Cam Jurgens, you know, th- those guys don't have to play like a ton of snaps immediately. Like they can be rotational guys, and if need, you know, if they play really well, more rotations. And if somebody gets hurt, they've got depth there. Andre Dillard isn't, you know, say it's because he's not. You know, as good as they hoped he would be, but I mean, like he does—he's 2019 first rounder and isn't probably isn't starting on the offensive line. Like this is a really deep team on both lines. It's a team that has, like, like, like a—it it reminds me a little bit of 2017's Eagles team in terms of the depth on both sides of the lines. And if Jalen Hurts takes a step forward, they can be really good. Conversely, and actually, I was on Bill Barnwell's pod uh, this week as well. Take a shot, Ryan. <laughs> Oh, just uh, you can do everyone's show but ours shot. Yeah, yeah. Shot. There it is. Humble brag. That, I thought that was taken as red. Go ahead. <laughs> just assume. I guess that you guys just assumed you you knew it was coming. Um, but we were sort of talking about how like like I we were doing over unders. I picked the Eagles over, and Bill actually took the Giants under. And you know, I was pointing out that like the Bradbury thing for the Giants. I mean, you know, they did. It was they they couldn't trade him. They wanted to make sure that the cap is another spot down the road, but like that sort of informs where the giants are at this year. I think like, you know, they would love to win games and surprise some people, but I think that new regime with Joe Shane and then Brian Dable as the coach understand that this is not a one year turnaround. And I think they've impressed that upon ownership as well. And my sort of sense of it is that, you know, they came, they come in the interview and they're like, Hey, look, um, you know, yeah, we, we, we think Daniel Jones has some nice traits. You know, we've seen him play. We think he can do some stuff. You know, we can, you know, we, we can give it a shot, but we're not going to commit to Daniel Jones past one year. And I think ownership was like, okay, that's fine. See what you can do this year. And if it doesn't work out, we'll move on. And so, like, I think that they're kind of okay if, if, if Danny Dimes is, is terrible again and they lose a bunch of games and they can have a high pick and they can draft a quarterback with that high pick or, you know, keep adding talent, then bring in a quarterback later. So, I don't know. I don't want to read too much into James Bradbury's the transaction with Bradbury, but I do think the Giants are like okay with losing this year. Yeah, I don't know if any team is okay with losing. I mean, you don't come if you're Brian Dable. Why are you taking that job and leaving the leaving the Bills job to be okay with to win three football games and then try to find a quarterback? I think they're trying to win games. Like I think they're trying to win the division. I think you know sometimes teams have to move on from good players. I think that's just an example of that. Um, I actually think they probably like finishing third in that division feels realistic to me. Like I'm not on yeah. Washington at all. I'm, I'm out on Washington. I'm just out on Carson Wentz teams in general. That's a good rule of thumb to follow. Yeah, just stay away from Carson Wentz teams. That's right. Um, Wilson, what? what was your favorite transactional news over the past week? Look at this. This is a guy who, we don't have a rundown. You know, I'm, just, just I'm trying to see how much I'm trying to see how much Wilson's paid attention because I don't think I've, I've got another one. I made okay. a list. Hold on, Breach, before you go on. This okay. is Br- this is Brinson. His book report is due today, and the teacher says, "What did you think of the book?" And the first thing Brinson says in the front of the classroom is, "No, excuse me, Mrs. Smith. What did you think of the book?" <laughs> <laughs> um, you go ahead. But one thing I was going to ask. Let me talk about it in a second. I was just sort of um, Florio Pro Football Talk put this out there, and I'm actually sort of I've been thinking about this privately if you will i'm over tom brady like tom brady feels like will ferrell to me and that he is everywhere he is ubiquitous and, and i've just had enough of him and i'm sick of him and I, I wonder if this is the year that the all the things he's doing outside of football catches up with him 
Maybe not. Uh, maybe it isn't. But I, at the very least, I am, I'm done with Tom Brady. Like I just think like every time I turn around, I see him. Whether it's the the Hertz commercials, whether it's the NFT stuff, whether it's the cryptocurrency, whether it's him trying to buy professional sports teams, whether it's the documentaries, whether it's the getting his own Netflix special, his own Netflix special. Like I, I, I'm just done. Like I don't know if he has time as a 45 year old to to put in the work he needs to put in, and maybe he's beyond that. I almost liked him better when he was under Bill Belichick's thumb and he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't allowed to do anything except play football. And even then, I didn't like him very much because he would whoop up on the Steelers two, three, four, five times a year, it felt like. My God, Wilson, I understand. Does that mean you're going to pick against the Buccaneers? Uh, the over-under for the South? Buccaneers. I think the over-under over, uh, over for the Buccaneers is either 10, 10 and a half or 11. I took under and I said they're going to win eight games this year. That's they're going to win at least like five games in the division. So good I luck. mean, they lost both their starting guards. That's a lot of replacement you have to do. Josh Dooley in the chat says, "Pretty sure Tampa will be an under five hundred team this year." He went one year. Josh, too many. And that's what Ryan just said. Josh and I know, Ryan, Ryan are you Josh though. Dooley? Is that your burner? Maybe. But you think uh, that? I, I just wonder. Like, I'm just tired of Tom Brady. Like I mentioned, the Will Ferrell comparison. Like you know, after um, yeah, Will Ferrell got to be. What's the, what's the one with him and Luke Wilson where he's running through the streets naked? Uh, the old, school. Oh, old school was great. Old school was after, a after old school. No, was it was post Anchorman when it got to be like okay. Those are right around. I think two thousand three to two thousand seven. I think those when those came out. I think those are uh, old school was like two thousand one. Okay, two years off. <laughs> Either way, my point is oh, two thousand three old school. I'm sorry, you're right. Oh, it's exactly what I just said. Weird. After that stretch, he was in literally everything, and I said, like, okay, I get it. Like every cameo, uh, the the the. The nader for him was uh, D'Angelo Vickers in the office. I was like, okay, th this is just that, that was the jump the shark moment. That's right. But anyway, I, I wonder if Tom Brady's getting to that point. Obviously, both extremely talented, one of the best at what they do, but just I've had enough. That's all I'm saying. Are you saying you didn't like Land of the Lost? <laughs> I like, actually had God, to watch that. What are and, you? And it was, I mean, that was a Jack. Wait, was Jack Black in that? Because um, Brian. Okay, Step Brothers is 2008. Step Brothers is hilarious. 07's Anchorman, correct? Uh, I remember it was actually a four. Oh, okay. So I was right. Dang it. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I'm trying to think when he. But I feel like. Uh, Anchorman 2, 2013. By that point, somewhere between 2008 and 2013, he was like, yeah. okay, Will Ferrell, enough. Closer to 08, I think. What, what breach? No, I do agree with Wilson. I think everything after 2004 is hit or miss. Like some people love it and some people don't, whether it's Talladega Nights. No, no, no. Step Brothers is not hit or miss. Blades of Glory. He just said some things are Step hit or miss. Like, no, Step Brothers is not hit or miss. Step Brothers is hit. That's what he's saying. No, some people love the movie. I feel like everything before 2004, for the, most people agree that it's like Elf, old school. Like everybody loves those movies. Right. They're, home, they're all home runs. Right. And then after that, they're all... There's not a hundred percent consensus. He's wrong. There's a hundred percent consensus. No one dislikes Step Brothers. I don't like Step Brothers. That's just a lie. You've never watched two out of three. No, that's two. You're two wrong. people. Uh, on the go watch it. Go watch it. It's, it's literally sixty-six percent of the people in this podcast don't like sixty-seven. You're, the larger point is, no is that like the larger 66. point and the one that you jumped on, Princeton, before you got distracted, is that he has jumped a shark. It's just a matter of when you pinpoint it. My point is that I feel like that's the the path Brady's going down. <laughs> And it's just personally annoying to me. That's all. It's it's, it's it's overexposure of Tom Brady. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly the headline that Florida had. Is Tom Brady running the risk of overexposure? And yeah. I always make the Will Ferrell comparison because it's just too, I don't care. Go away. So I think part of me wanting him to go away is if they win eight football games, then he'll move on to something else. I can't wait till somebody aggregates this. And, it, and the headline is, Ryan Wilson says that Tom Brady is the NFL's Will Ferrell. That, that's a good, I would imagine most people. 
you literally would have to click to find out if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> and then if Will Ferrell reads this, he's gonna be upset with you. Like, yo, bro, my career. How is that, how, is that be, how are you not gonna make that the title of your newsletter? <laughs> yeah, right. Podcast. That will be this the headline tomorrow. It should be Friday's Friday's new. By the All way, right. you can subscribe to the newsletter, which will come. Oh, yeah, out we should promote that more often. Yes. Yeah, we probably should. It's the so pick what six is newsletter. I have eight as the over-under for the Buccaneers. Where are you guys at on the 2022 Buccaneers? <laughs> are you nuts? I'm going over Are you that. serious? Have you seen their division? No. What's your win total? I'm asking for oh, a win like total. 13. They're, they're going to win the division. They're going to cruise the division. Rich, what are you going to think? Right, what are you going to think? What are you going to say? Eight. I mean, I'll say at least 10. I don't think they're going to have a losing record. I just you think the division's are... trash. Leaving on Jameis and, and um, whoever the other teams are in the division I can't think of right now. <laughs> Marcus Mariota. Sam Darnold, I'm sleeping on him. Oh gosh! All right, Jameis, fingers crossed. Work your magic. <laughs> um, that was a good, uh, good, good deflection there on your favorite news item of the week. We'll All right, what's your here. next one, Breach? Well, let's, take, let's take a break. When we come back, Breach will tell us what his favorite news, second favorite news item of the week was. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So, Breach, you were teasing us with a great piece of news in the last no, week. I wasn't teasing. I was just saying I have a, a list that we can follow if anybody runs out. Yeah, what you got? Uh, one thing I thought interesting this week is Deshaun Watson is being interviewed by the NFL. That was going to be mine, but let's go for it. Yeah, there it is. We know that uh, CBS Sports insider Josina Anderson broke that story on Tuesday. She also tweeted something interesting. Did y'all see the? Were you going to mention this too? I don't want to. No, go ahead. We're talking about everything. She talked. Josina tweeted that at least one NFL source, I think a source like within the NFL, um, suggested that the league could potentially take a Trevor Bauer approach with Deshaun Watson. I don't know if you guys know who Trevor Bauer is or what happened to him, but yep, uh, he, had a, he had a civil lawsuit filed against him for some with sexual allegation, with sexual misconduct allegations, and the pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And he was suspended for was he was it two years or just one year? One year. At least one year. Yeah, suspended for the full season, which is kind of shocking. There was some talk that Bauer 
refused to take like a negotiated suspension. In other words, he or like he wanted they or he they were going to do a suspension with like time served or something, but then he didn't want to take it. I, I, anyway, they suspended him for the full year, despite the fact that the I believe the case like you know, the case had been has been dismissed and he had actually filed a suit against the, his accusers um, and the maybe the athletic or the Los Angeles time, well, some, some media company. And the, the, what Josina was pointing out is that like the league could say, you know what, we are not going to be, we're not going to be the ones that, you know, turn a blind eye towards this sort of off field accusations and that they could potentially suspend Desha- Deshaun Watson for a very lengthy amount of time. I, f- I just found that kind of interesting. Yeah, that was just one source. They didn't. They didn't have, I don't think they had any insight. That's just what they were saying. It's just right? pure speculation. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, the thing is, though, where do you draw the line between, you know, who's accused of doing what in the legal system and what you think this person has done? Ooh, you know? and Bauer suspensions two years. I was wrong. It goes to the right, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They suspended for two years. Nineteenth yeah. game of the twenty twenty four season. So they, that is they, crazy. What yeah. was the about? Was the Bauer league the the legally what had happened to to Trevor Bauer? Anything? No. Oh, okay. Of sexual assault, but that's it. So he got fired from his job for two years, despite no um, legal, no uh, sort of court weighing in. Yeah, he he no, he was not in any kind of trouble, Mm. like legally. It was all civil. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, that is those are the similarities there with Deshaun Watson, and that's the interesting thing with the Deshaun case is not just. There's literally 22 cases, though. And so if the NFL looks at this in an individual manner, you know, you're not saying, hey, he violated the personal conduct policy because that's what he'd be suspended for if there's no legal implications, if he's not in trouble from a legal standpoint. And they say, oh, he violated it 22 times. Do we suspend him for each violation or are we giving him a lump suspension for all 22 cases or, you know, they are going to do an investigation? Do we think 12 of these cases were credible and 10 weren't? And so there's just a lot of questions here. And, uh, you know, it's been noted multiple times. Josina, I think, noted this, too, that usually when the NFL interviews the player involved in the investigation, that is generally one of the last interviews in the investigation. So this presumably means that the NFL is getting ready to wrap up this investigation. And so, yeah, and you can't look like you're soft handsing uh, Watson after the, the after baseball gives Trevor Bauer two years so you can't you know nfl is going to get ripped if if deshaun watson only gets suspended say four games there is no tangible benefit whatsoever to the nfl for giving deshaun watson less than an eight game suspension you know like like there is no way in which the nfl benefits by not just hammering him and forcing him to appeal and try to get the suspension reduced i mean right like if, if you're the nfl like Bauer gets two years. I mean, that's a lot more games. <laughs> like, I mean, and then Deshaun and like if the other thing is if you try to think what would happen with this contract. Uh I'm well I'm not making a million dollars a year. That's sure. the crazy part is that if he got suspended for two years, he doesn't get paid because you know he planned for that if it was a four or six game suspension. The Browns still owe him the back end of that deal. They still have to pay him out fully for those final three years. So they're out whatever the 120 million dollars like yeah we did the math at the time it ends up being like 55 million a year or something right so they have to so 
if he were to get suspended two years, and that's obvious, we're just saying if he got the Trevor Bauer suspension, that means he would have been out of football for three years because he didn't play last season with the Texans, and the Browns would still owe him over $100 million uh, for oh, a guy who years. has not played. Yeah, it'd be like $75 million a year he'd be making at that point or whatever. Yeah, it'd be insane. And um, I believe that uh, unless that they unless the Browns could... They'd be on the hook for $138 million if he had three more years left. Right, but like they um well, oh, freaking where's the cap? They uh I don't believe that they have a prayer of cutting him because like unless unless they can prove like that he vo- that he voids a contract for no they're not cutting him which would be almost impossible given that they knew going into this when they handed him the contract what what was up right like like oh, I think no! the contract I can't remember it might have been four if somebody broke down the contract and the only way they can void it is if there is a new case that comes out that he right. did not make them aware of uh right during do you, the know, do you know what his dead money numbers are if he's released in the billions 230 million dollars in 2022 that's <laughs> just hilarious they actually uh, would lose 219 million dollars in cap space uh 219 million dollars in dead money in 2023 if he's cut 164 in 2024 109 million in 2025 and 54.993 million in 2026 he's uncuttable so if he's suspended, you just have to keep him on. He doesn't take up a roster spot. I mean, it might not look great, but you got to keep him on your roster. I mean, he's he's going to take up in 20. Let's see. If he's suspended in 2023 for some reason, he would eat up 24.4% of the salary cap space. And not be on the field. And you could even argue that the Browns would be getting what they. And you know what's even um, more concerning in terms of this, the football stuff? Uh, Stephen O'Rourke got Sportsline ran the simulations. And I don't know if you guys saw this email. If you didn't, you can just guess along. Let's say there's a 12-game suspension. What do you think the win total is for Cleveland? A 12-game suspension? And this is Stephen O doing millions of, of uh, simulations uh, on how the Browns will do with or without Deshaun Watson. 12-game suspension for Deshaun Watson next season. Uh, what, what did they win last year with Baker? They went they eight. Did. They won eight. Did they win eight? I'll say they're over under six and a half, five and a half or yeah, six. I'd say seven. Seven. Yeah, with a twelve game suspension, so he plays five games. Yeah. Last year they went eight and nine. They would seven point eight. Okay. Yeah. Eight game suspension. Um no nine seven eight point nine. Eight point five. Breach says higher. <laughs> yes, it's higher, Breach. Eight and a half. Breach is now reading the email. I see. I don't not read emails. It's total sure, sure Breach. Four game suspension. That's gonna be higher, Breach, just so you know. <laughs> Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Nine and a half. Brunson. Nine point six. Nine even. Why oh. do you gotta prices write me and then lose? <laughs> You're mad that that you won. <laughs> and and no suspension. This is Deshaun's there for 17 games. Uh, 10.5. Yeah, it's 11. 9.1. Wow. So there's only a point one difference between a four game suspension and no game suspension. That's right. The I guess the not- opening part of the schedule is that easy. Or so, uh, that's a very confusing set well, of numbers. Steven just said the, the Sims are not as high as most on Cleveland, even with Deshaun Watson there the whole time. This is how the numbers change if Watson is suspended by four, eight, or 12 games. That's all he said. Uh, my, I think the overarching point is that maybe Deshaun Watson can't fix everything that's broken in Cleveland. Mm. That's uh, it's not the personnel. I just feel like there's just something, you know, Amari Cooper now. I mean, I don't know. I think the Browns, but let me ask you this. I, I, Amari Cooper. I get, I like him. He's a good player. How much, how many more wins is he worth than Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham? 
That's my point. I mean, he's a good player for sure, but the Seabag Amari Cooper? Yeah. Like point one? Right. That's my point. I mean, yes, he's he's great, but he's not like everyone thought Odell, Be Odell Beckham was going to change that organization and the exact opposite happened. Yeah. 9.1 does sound extremely low. I'm not sure where Caesars is. I don't have the maybe I do have it in front of me. Um Caesars had them at nine and a half. So it wasn't even it's not even that big of a difference. Yeah. The Ravens, Bengals, and Browns are all at nine and a half. And if you're ranking those three, is anyone taking the Browns anywhere other than third? Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like they're all pretty close. I mean Okay, I'm asking you to rank them. If Watson is there for all 17 games, then I probably go Bengals, Browns, Ravens. Why? I don't know. Ravens, Bengals, Browns. Yeah, like we, we just said the Browns won eight games with Baker Mayfield, who was playing with half an arm for the season. So you put in, you upgrade at quarterback, who's also going to be healthy. Then I have to think they're maybe a 10 win, or maybe 11 a win team. You're assuming that this isn't the Browns. They're not playing in Cleveland. Like if this team was playing in. Boise, Idaho, or something. You'd be like, oh, this is a fourteen-win team, but they're they're playing in Cleveland, uh, a city. I, I mean, I think the Ravens are due for a bounce back, and I don't think the Bengals are going to have some massive drop off. So I think the Browns are the third best. And team by the way, the Bengals had fifty guys injured last year, or on COVID, or whatever. The Ravens or the Bengals? <laughs> the Ravens, sorry, yes, Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. did you have you seen the adjusted games loss numbers for Baltimore? It's probably through the roof. All right, so I, I looked at this because I, I was on Bill Barnwell's pod and we talked about this. You were. Uh, yeah, uh, the uh, that was that was a joke. The in 2020, counting COVID, the 49ers had 166 adjusted games lost per Football Outsiders. Who was next, hurt? 2020, not last year. 2020. I mean, I'm trying to think back. Uh, Nick Bosa missed the whole season. Jimmy missed the whole season, basically. No, they had a bad year. Everybody, oh, threw, their, everybody they, threw their ACLs in the Meadowlands when they played back-to-back -back games there. That's right. Okay. Um. The next closest team was 130. So there's 166, huge number, counting COVID. How many, what would you guess the Baltimore Ravens adjusted games lost was in 2021? What was the 49ers again? What was their 166. Number? 185. Breach. 192. It's going to be higher, yeah. I think it was 199. Dang, Breach. Breach looking An at the end of the insanely high number. Well, they had four guys tear their ACL. Probably one ninety-two and Breach is cheating. That's fine. Like four guys tore their ACL before the season, and then um, J.K. Dobbins on the very first play or whatever preseason. No, Dobbins tore his in training camp. Then Gus Edwards tore his like the next day, and then maybe they brought in Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman. And I like, thought J.K. tore his on the first preseason game. But either way, yeah, Marcus, yeah. Um, Marcus Peters I found it one ninety-one point two. Yeah, you, you read it. Oh, that's weird how you found that so fast. Yeah, no, I literally just found it right now. Yeah. When you said it out loud, we know. Is anybody, does anybody cheat more? At like, no. At, the 49ers, again, this year had the fourth highest, and they made it to the NFC title game. Breach is the college football coach who cheats and continually gets caught and says he didn't cheat. That's, yeah, I don't Breach know is like Will Wade or... Um, Who's what? Will Wade? The LSU guy who, like, they hired him, and like, he can't believe he got fired, even though he's on an FBI wiretap, like, giving, like <laughs> handing a child, handing, like, a 17-year-old kid, like, a, a giant Adidas bag. It says, like, Adidas and has, like, a dollar <laughs> sign on it. He's right. like, here's your illegal shoe money to come play for me, Will Wade, at LSU in basketball. Oh, Mr. basketball. So, like, so, so, like, Breach is like, Breach is like, what, what are you, cheating me it's like sir we just played the, the audio tape of you handing the kid money which is like i didn't that's not me it's like i think the Bengals, ravens and browns are all neck and neck i think they're all 
You're going to win double-digit games. Ronnie Stanley got hurt? That's right. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I'll, I, Anyway, I think the Browns are the third-best team. And it might and, be the fourth um, when Mr. Bisky catches fire. Yeah, maybe so. Or Candy Pickett. Candy Pickett. Um, any other news that we need to get to from the last week? I'll throw one more thing, and we'll just touch on it quickly because it is about my Cincinnati Bengals. Jesse Bates saying that he are reportedly will not play under the or the franchise tag. So if yeah. the Bengals are going to will not negotiate if they can't get a long term deal done, Bates is insinuating that he will sit out this season. What is uh, historically has Mike Brown done in such situations? <clears throat> I mean. So historically, Mike Brown makes an offer and doesn't budge. He says, this is what you're worth. This is what you're getting. Uh, take it or leave it. And I don't know that they are. I mean, it's not. The negotiations aren't great right now. So I don't know if they're going to get a long-term contract. Done, but I also do not think that Jesse Bates is going to sit out the entire season. You're not just going to. You're not going to. We saw what happened to Le'Veon Bell. No matter how good you are sitting out a season and then losing that money and then losing future earnings, it costs you everything. And I don't think Jesse Bates can be willing to give up $12.9 million or whatever the cap number is for safety. So uh, even though this is ugly right now, I'm 99.99% sure he is going to play in 2022, whether he has a new deal or not. I don't know if the Bengals need him. Like I love Jesse Bates, but that team is so good. They drafted Dax Hill. Maybe Mike Brown can convince himself that we're fine. We can use that money elsewhere, even though they're, how often have they been up against a salary cap breach? Well, Ever? it's almost like you no, know, Bengals are always they don't they don't throw their money away. And the way they structure contracts doesn't allow them. They don't they don't ever really deal with big amounts of dead cap money. They don't have big dead cap hits, so they're fine financially. The Bengals that's just a nice way of saying the Bengals are cheap as hell. Are you uh where how how badly do you want them to the Bengals are frugal? How badly do you want them to resign Jesse Bates on a scale of one to ten breach? Oh, like a seven. Okay. Like you, I don't think it's if, if he didn't play the season. I don't think it's going to destroy their defense. But he's a team leader and he's played well the last few seasons. You want him out there, right? All right, just checking. All right, I'll do it. I'll do. Don't care. No Shrek for you. Mm-hmm. Like That's that, been sir? your biggest contribution to this podcast. But yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do a Shrek impressions. <laughs> I thought my Jimbo impression was all right. Oh my god! You did a Jimbo impression. You're you're not even Jimbo. You're Nick Saban. I I I, I, just, I, I don't know. Like Jimbo Jimbo talk fast. Jimbo fast talk. All right, that's it for the show. We'll be back tomorrow with a mailbag. Mailbag. I can't lie. It won't be live, but it'll air at one o'clock. If you want to hang out with us, just don't expect us to chat with you. Uh, and then, of course, it'll be in the podcast feed for Monday. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Wilson, for Breach, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+.